What a morning. Please be seated. What a morning. What a day. What a time to be alive. Thank you so much for being here today and for being present. You know, at the beginning of this year, one of the first words I remember Apostle Mose giving at a morning prayer like this with a few pastors present in a circle was be believing, not unbelieving. Be believing, not unbelieving. And even this week, be believing, not unbelieving. Because some of the things that God is saying to us sound so impossible. But you know, Sissy Winans wrote a song that uh, has been playing in my mind a lot. You said it, I believe it. You said it, and it is done. If you said it, I believe it. You to give him permission move move the Please be seated. 
in the book of Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 Jeremiah writes and says that I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding before I get into the word that I have on my heart for this morning I want us to give thanks to God for Apostle Mose he is a gift genuinely guys he is a gift to us. Worship harvest. We have the best shepherd. A man who follows God, who loves God, who is so open to God, who is willing to go in the dark places where apostle, we thank God for you. You're a gift to us. You're a gift to us. And I think the more we grow, the more we will realize the gift that God has given us in our generation. And I thank God that we are in this church <laughs> where we have this shepherd according to God's heart. So we thank God for your apostle. And we honor you. And the anointing on your life, the mandate on your life. And I thank God that I am under you. Because under you, I rise. And that's a good thing. That we don't diminish, but we become more. That's a good shepherd. You can sit down. Say a word in season. Let me set my timer. Eh, to avoid uh, too much excitement, it's good to have a timer which tells you what's happening. <laughs> okay. Today, I want to talk about the advantage of recognizing the uncommon. The advantage of recognizing the uncommon. When I say the word consecrate, what comes to your mind? Set apart, separate, distinct. Only Pastor Solomon has words. What's happening here? Eh, she's the loudest. Eh? Before masks, I can't. <laughs> In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 1, the writer of Ecclesiastes says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. That sounds to me like God is a God of seasons and times. That, and we live in a generation where we don't recognize the uncommon. And because of that, we continue to have what is common. Because when we don't recognize the uncommon, we can't tap into it. They are uncommon people. There are uncommon seasons. Like what we are in right now. This week is an uncommon week. In the history of worship harvest, we have never had a time where we gather three times in a day to pray for five days in a week and fast. To everything 
there is a season, a time for every purpose under the sun. In, 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 in a, a scripture that has been on my heart a lot is Psalm 90 verse 12. And in Luganda, please forgive me if I say it, the accent is not correct. But it says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. When I lack the understanding of the brevity of life, I waste it. When I live as one who thinks I have time, there is no urgency, so I waste it. But there are seasons when God is accelerating things and doing stuff and we can miss them. The wisdom and advantage of recognizing the uncommon. To consecrate, to set apart, to devote, to dedicate, to hallow. The uncommon has something reverential about it. When something is uncommon and I recognize it, I'm talking about the advantage of recognizing the uncommon. The big word here is to recognize when there is something uncommon or someone uncommon or a season that's uncommon. Because when, 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 when something uncommon is happening, to consecrate, to set apart is to recognize and treat as uncommon what God has separated. Do you understand? To consecrate is to recognize this is not a, this is not common, but recognition doesn't stop at saying it's not common. It is then to treat it thus. Are there things that are uncommon in your house that are separate? What are some of the things that are separate? The remote control. Wow, Apostle. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that one. I didn't see it coming. There's some, there's some cutlery and crockery for these guests. You don't pull it out. Now, if you don't have that in your home, you're going to go and change. Because it means you don't understand royalty. There is a difference between hosting and entertaining. When you're entertaining, you don't bring out the usual... Eh? And to understand, a lack of understanding that there are uncommon cups and plates and crockery keeps you having common guests. Yeah, you'll always have common people visiting you because you don't anticipate them and you've not prepared for them. But when you've prepared for the uncommon, you attract them. Some of us have not trained our children to recognize that they are clothes that are not for every day. Our parents had wisdom in teaching us that. That's why Sunday was an uncommon day when you are going to church. There are clothes that were separate. But some of us, they, that doesn't exist anymore. That's why Sunday is not special. Yeah, what is there? What do I feel comfortable in? Ah, you come in your common things. There's no uncommon preparation for Sunday anymore in our generation. We've lost reverence and therefore we have a common Sunday experience.
children of worship harvest ministries who God has allowed to be in this house under this anointing in this generation. I want us to understand that there are things, there are places, there are people, there are seasons that God has set apart. There are even days God, like he says, the Sabbath is holy to me. We live in a generation where we have lost reverence for the uncommon, so we do not attract the uncommon. We don't, we don't recognize uncommon people. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Each time God separates a person, a season, a place, or a thing, it's for our benefit. Think about it. Every time God separates, like right now, God has separated through the wisdom of our leader, has separated this week to be a week to be remembered in the history of this ministry. But you can be a part of worship harvest and you treat this week as a common week and you have a common result. While others are talking about the week that changed their lives, you're like, hey, what alive? Hey, what happened? Because it remained common. We have pastors from worship harvest Arua who yesterday finished garage in Arua and drove through the night to be in Kampala to be present this morning in the room. That is a recognition of the uncommon. There are others who are in Nalia, but they've chosen to watch online because they want to stay in bed. Do you think they will have the same result and reward as the people who drove for Marua to be here today, God would not be just. To consecrate something is to recognize and treat as uncommon what God has separated. So, we've just talked about examples of things that are uncommon in our homes. They are set apart. You don't, you don't keep treasure, maybe because we don't have many uncommon things also. Because you don't treat something that's uncommon, you don't keep it there for the kids to play with. There are things that you keep under lock and key. There are people in this room who have things in safety deposit boxes in banks. Those are uncommon things. But if you treated a thing that should be in a safety deposit box as common, you lose it. Have you ever known a person, someone who you once knew, and they used to be usual and ordinary, and then they became separate and distinguished? What happened? What are, what are some of those people like? What happened? Maybe an OB, an OG. For example, what makes them distinguished and uncommon? They were a promotion? Speak up. You said yes, after that you've, kept, you've left me alone. The results of what they've done, their position in society. They married the Prince of Wales. Yeah, my friend, when you marry someone uncommon, you become uncommon immediately. So you see that there is an elevation. Now wisdom is me recognizing that that person is no longer common. 
Because you can choose to be like, hey, I know you. Have you met people who still want to refer to like Apostle Moses a certain way? Do you think they can receive from him what is on his life? You cannot. When you insist on treating as common what God has separated, you remove yourself from the equation. When we treat what is separate as ordinary, we will miss the reward. For example, if you eat what God set apart as seed, you've eaten your harvest. When you eat the seed, when God says this is a seed and you eat it, you've eaten your harvest. It is in your stomach now. So when I've eaten the seed and I'm praying for a harvest, shall it come? Is it because God refused to give me a harvest? I ate the seed. I treated as uncommon what, as common what was uncommon. So I then forfeit the uncommon result of a harvest. A harvest is not common. How many of you harvested last week? Yeah. Be why? Because God doesn't like you. You didn't plant. The harvest is for those who plant it. It's not for those who pray. That's why the reward for prayer is not the same reward for fasting, is not the same reward for generosity. Each of those separate things has a reward. And everything God separates is for our advantage. It is to my advantage to recognize uncommon people. It is to my advantage to recognize uncommon places, uncommon seasons, uncommon times. Because God is setting them apart for me, not for himself. Worship harvest, God has set aside this week for you and I. It's for us. It's not for your mission or leader. It's not for your zono pastor. It's not for Apostle Mose. It's not for... No, 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 no. It is for you and I. He is drawing us and preparing us for something that is coming. But if we are not ready, when the weight comes, we cannot carry it. You see, when, 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 when an 100 kg weight comes, it's not the time to build muscle. Mm -mm. Mm. if I try at that point I'll break I should have been prepared and God is preparing us at times of consecration at times of preparation like the example I gave of having separate crockery and cutlery you know in your kitchen hidden somewhere in boxes waiting for special guests is a preparation and anticipation for a time when you will host special guests when they tell you they are on their way, it's not the time to start trying to figure out where to buy the things from or how to organize a table. It's not that time to start treating your, to teaching your children that evening how to use knives and forks and what goes where. Maybe you send them to the aunties so that they don't embarrass you. That's not the time. So seasons of consecration are seasons of preparation. People who are consecrated are people who are preparing a generation. They are gifts to us. Let me show you some scriptures. Ezekiel twenty-two twenty-six. Ezekiel twenty-two twenty-six. We we'll read it in NKJV and then NLT. Read with me. Her priests have violated my law and profaned my holy things. How? They have not distinguished between the holy and unholy, nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean. 
and they have hidden their eyes from my Sabbaths so that I am profaned among them. Why don't you read it in the New Living Translation? If it's there, if it's not, I'll read and you hear together. Now read with me, even though you have a mask, Mazima. Your priests have violated my instructions and defiled my holy things. How? They make no distinction between what is holy and what is not. They do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They disregard my Sabbath days so that I'm dishonored among them. NIV. <laughs> if you have it, NIV says, her priests do violence to my law and profane my holy things. They do not distinguish between the holy and the common. They teach that there is no difference between the unclean and the clean. Are you hearing? In other words, when we do not distinguish between the common and the uncommon, it becomes defiled. And I'm going to show you some scriptures. If we treat this week like any other week, we will get what we always got or even worse. Because if what, let me tell you something. If a week like this becomes a normal week to me, it means that the next time God is trying to separate a season to me, I will not recognize it because to me, when people were telling stories, I felt nothing. So that's a worse result. At least if it's a normal time and, and people are getting abnormal things and I'm like, hey, maybe. But when there is something unusual, it's like when I don't recognize the value of a father and a mother, every time authority is spoken about, I don't understand. Do you understand? It's like, yeah, I disregard. For me, my mom is Harriet. That woman. So when you bring up and start telling me this is a leader, I'm like, what is a leader? It is even worse the result is even worse because it means that anything to do with authority that should promote me will never move me forward. And when I disregard authority, I don't get a normal result. I get an abnormal result, but negatively. So, to experience what you've never experienced requires a willingness to then recognize and do what you've never done. Samson treated what was uncommon as common. And it cost him the anointing on his life when he shared with Delilah what he should not have shared with anyone. Saul treated Samuel the prophet as a common man and lost his office. He forgot that this was the man who anointed him as king and tried to do his duties on his behalf. He could not wait for the prophet because now he was a king. He stopped to recognize that this man is not a common man in my life. He is the prophet who made a way for me. And so he lost the office. Fathers and mothers are uncommon people. We've been taught in this church, honor your father and mother that you may live long. When you honor or separate or consecrate your father and mother, treat them as uncommon, you will live long and it will be well with you. Waymakers, spiritual leaders are uncommon. When we treat spiritual leaders as common, we forfeit the reward of what a spiritual leader should release in our lives. Spouses are uncommon. If I treat my husband as any common man, or he treats me as a common woman, we will have a common marriage. Yeah. You know those marriages of toleration where you tolerate each other and you live together. 
Yeah, mutual respect. No, no romance, no esteem, no, you know, no kajanja. Because I've decided to treat you as common. When you, I treat the elderly as common, how many of you know 100 elderly people in your life? How many of you know 100 teenagers? They are, yeah, yeah, you know, eh? But the elderly, they are not common. Why do you think it is written in the scriptures with long life he will satisfy you? Because it's not usual. Have you been seeing scriptures about dying? The scriptures are talking about a lifting up to life. Why do you think the scriptures show us how long people lived, those who lived long? Because it's uncommon. That's why it says you shall rise before the gray-headed. They are uncommon. They've lived long. They've seen life. There is deposited in them things that we need. But if I don't recognize that an elderly person, if I'm in a taxi, we are fighting with the elderly to enter for a seat. Or they are standing and I'm seated and I'm looking at them and I'm saying I came first. The uncommon people are uncommon for my advantage. There are things that God has set apart. For example, and when we treat them as common, there are results and rewards that are not good. For example, God has set aside sex for marriage. It is consecrated for that institution. When you treat it as common outside, there are results that are not good. Tithe has been set aside for the church of the living God. How many of us know that the church is not the poor on the streets? So when I get the tithe and I decide for me, I want to share it with the poor, I have got what is uncommon to God that he has said, this one is separate and I've treated it as common. On and on I can go. Honor for authority. Let me show you a, a story, two stories. In the book of Joshua chapter 7, verse 11 to 13, I want to show you a man... And I want it in the New Living Translation, Vera. I want to show you a man who treated as common what was uncommon and it cost Israel. New Living. Let's read. I want you to read with me this one. So what happened, what I want you to know is that what happened here is that Israel had gone and won the battle of Jericho. And in Jericho, it was the first city to be conquered. And God was clear. He had said, touch nothing. It's a first fruit. Everything in that city belongs to me. There's a man called over Akan, over Achan. <laughs> Achan, who took some of the, what God had. You see, when God says this is mine, it's now consecrated. When God says the tithe belongs to me, it is now consecrated. When God says this week is mine, it is now consecrated. When God says this is a man of God, he is now consecrated. When God says this, you understand, when God speaks over a thing, it is separate. Refailing to recognize that makes that thing defiled to me and produces bad results. What was supposed to promote starts to demote. Because Israel goes to the battle of Ai, a smaller city, and they lose. And Joshua is confused. 
comes to God and lies flat on his face, God tells him to get up, stop being dramatic. And then he says these things to him together. Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be. Must be what? When you touch what is set apart for him, it is stolen. That's why he says you're robbing God. You're a thief when you take the tithe. It is set apart. It's not yours. The moment I get 100,000, 10,000 is actually not mine. Eating it is eating God's things. And again, I said our generation continues to want to treat as common what is uncommon. And that's why we end up with too much labor and common results. What is so complicated about 10% of it is not yours? Is that a very complicated equation? But why do we, why, is, why do we then get an ah, It's a tough season. So it's a tough season. I'm going to become a thief. Look at that scripture. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. In other words, if it is set apart for me, it is now you become a thief when you touch it. And they have not stolen, only stolen them together, but have lied about it. Hey, and hidden the things among their own belongings. Let me tell you, what is set apart cannot be in your belongings. Take away the holy things from the midst of you. Verse 12. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. Ouch. Someone you know. That's a word. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. Can you imagine being consecrated to be destroyed? I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things that were set apart for destruction. Get up. Command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. He was on his face, said, get up. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Hidden among you, or is why have you stopped reading? Hidden among you, O Israel, are the things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. Let me tell you, friends, we can sit here and pray. But there are things that you know God has asked you to set apart. And until you set them apart, we can continue to experience defeat when there is victory. We can be defeated in a camp where there is shouts of victory. The wisdom of understanding the uncommon makes us people who have an advantage consistently. Where you have uncommon results. Tithers can't explain the supernaturally natural dynamic of their finances. We desire the unusual and the uncommon, but we want to live as usual and uncommon. It can't work. This is an unusual week. This is an unusual season. We are in an unusual church worship harvest. God wants to do some unusual things. But we must embrace unusual patterns. We must un embrace unusual ways of living. We cannot continue to act like common people while wanting uncommon results. They are things God has consecrated. This is a season where we must sleep early. Am I talking to someone? Because sometimes you talk about consecration, you're thinking very deep things. I'm talking go to bed early so that you wake up to pray. There are some of us who are not allowed to sleep beyond a certain time anymore because you're consecrated. 
And I'm talking to myself here. Sleeping early. This is a week where we've set aside bare minimum three times a day of communal prayer. Now, if you're part of this movement, set it aside. Lean in at 6 in the morning, at 12.30 noon, at 5 p.m. We will be praying together, bare minimum. In this season, maybe you should speak less in this week. Yeah, talk less. Be careful what conversations you're allowing in your ears and out of your mouth. Because it's a season that's not normal. Maybe this is a season to watch what you're watching. Because seasons of consecration change you. They usher you into new assignments. They also give you access to places in God that cannot be accessed commonly. There are places in God that can't be accessed by praying once a day. So he has asked us to do three times. Because he wants to give us access. In the book of Acts, when they were anticipating a move of God, they took off 10 days to pray and fast. Because they knew it was an uncommon season. You see, your recognition of an uncommon season leads you into some actions. The recognition leads into action, right? So, if we treat this week as any other week, we will get what we have always got. At worship harvest, we will not treat this week as a common week. This is not a common week and we know it. There is nothing. I know people who have taken leave this week to be here. I know people who have closed their businesses this week to be here. I know people who have done everything in their power to be in this space. This is an uncommon week. This is a week to pray more than we've prayed before. To lean into God more than we've leaned in before. To start setting back things in place that we had taken out of place before. It's a week of repentance. It's a week where we need to pray more, sleep more. Not like sleep more, but sleep earlier than you've been sleeping. So that you're not compromised when you need to be alive and awake to God. This is a week where we need to fast. Yes. Maybe for you, you've never fasted before. This is the week. Because there is a reward for prayer, then there is a reward for prayer and fasting. Then there is a reward for prayer, fasting, and generosity. This is a week where you must give uncommon seed. That one I'll tell you, the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly yesterday. You must give uncommon offering this week because it's not normal. That's what made Solomon uncommon. He gave an uncommon offering and you had the sermon yesterday. And so he was set apart in his generation. This is a week where you cannot give how you've always given. Unusual prayer, unusual offering, fasting, large portions of the word, sleeping early, guarding your conversations. Listen to everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under the sun. And this is a season of separation. Do not treat it as usual or common. Because to consecrate is to set apart, to recognize and treat as uncommon what God has separated. As you take off time this week to treat as uncommon a week that God has clearly separated in our generation. A week that I believe we will talk about as a movement for many years. And you and I have the privilege to be a part of it and tell the story. May you see the hand of God. May you see the move of God. May you be open to start to become a man or woman who recognizes the uncommon and treats it as set apart. In Jesus name. Amen.
Wow. Hey. Tell your neighbor, I have understood. I have understood. Early morning, no mercy. <laughs> uncommon things. An uncommon week. Amen. An uncommon season. Amen. Thank you so much. Those who are watching us online, I know there are so many of you. Yeah. And those who are in the room for showing up for day one. This is an uncommon week. God has given us a word that there is going to be a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. He has confirmed it to us. Yes. You also know that there was a prophecy by Pastor Benny Hinn that there will be a mighty move of the Holy Spirit in Uganda in 2022. Yes. The Bible teaches and says, despise not prophesying. Maybe you're one of those who watched that video and like, yeah. Don't. Because Pastor Benny Hinn is an uncommon person. Yes. He's once in a generation. You know like how we read about Smith Wigglesworth? Yeah. And we are like, we, we, we wish we were there. When, how we read about Kenneth Hagin and we are like, we wish we were there. Yeah. Yeah. I visited the Billy Graham library and I was like, oh my God, I wish I had been to at least one of these events. The thing though is when it is happening, the people there at that time don't know that it is special. Because the things of God, spiritual things gain value with time. Physical things lose value with time. And because you are involved in a spiritual activity, for you it might seem like, oh God, wake up early, come pray. And then 30 years from now, people are tracing things to this meeting. Amen. And they are like, but the people who were there at that time, did they know? how special what they were doing was. So thank you so much for that word. Amen. I choose to treat this week as uncommon. uncommon because we are going to have uncommon results. Amen. We need some uncommon victories. We've had yes. some victories, but there are some that are still eluding yes. us. And, and let's be frank and open. You know, sometimes you would rather just say, ah, I also don't know what God is up to. But sometimes you can be like, you know what? This victory is accessible. I've just not figured out how. And this is a good time to do that. Now, the other thing about prayer is it is good for its own sake. Even if you don't see anything now, you can be sure you've planted seeds. Yes. Yeah. And God is going to speak to all of us very clearly. What, what I sense right now prophetically is that there is no one, not one single person, who's going to actively participate in this week who will not have a reward. Amen. Yeah. 
course, if, if I was to be pragmatic, you would want me to say, yeah, 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 everyone will have it. No. That's not what the Bible teaches. Uh-uh. You know, it says, the father who sees in secret will reward, reward you openly. openly. It doesn't reward everyone. I'm reminded of Mike Maddock when he was rebuking pastors who pray for the offering. Father, thank you for the offering. For those who have given, thank you for your word to them. It shall be accomplished. Thank you even for those who have not given. Uh. <laughs> that, that even those ones you have. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, it's like people who have planted a maize garden and those who haven't and you are expecting God to give both parties maize a maize harvest, it can't work amen, it can't work so thanks so much for coming out this morning, in, in response to what Pastor B3 has said, this is what, some of what you could do we'll be taking an offering once a day in the evening in the evening session that is to give you time to prepare it okay so you don't have to think too hard about it. So once a day in the evening. Two, we are fasting. <laughs> now, oh. tell your neighbor that fasting is not a spiritual gift. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> so you can't say, some people have it, uh-uh. and some people don't. don't. No, we are, all of us are fasting. Yeah. If you are in worship harvest, you are fasting. Yeah. If you are not a child, if you are not pregnant, if you are not nursing, okay, a nursing mother, if you are not sick, those are the only categories. And I mean sick now, in which case you'll be healed. We are all fasting. Yeah. Please reach out to your mission or committee members and tell them to leave that chapati alone. We are all fasting. That one, I even have to come in front. Yeah, we are fasting, all of us. Yeah. If you're confused about what fasting is, it is uh, not, you can get a book called Fasting Simplified, but also, in brief, you don't eat food. Yeah, and in some cases, depending on what God is telling you, even what? Drinks. Yeah, in some cases. It's, it's, there are no hard, hard and fast rules, I think. But the point is, we are fasting. So, prepare an offering every day. Two, we are fasting. Three, we are praying. Th- this meeting that you are a part of, those who are online, and even those who are here, is actually an interruption of the prayer time. We'll just be interrupting prayer with these meetings at 6, at 12.30 p.m., and at 5 p.m. Otherwise, the moment we close right now, prayer is going to start. Yeah. The moment we, what? Close this meeting and switch off the cameras. Prayer is going to start. And then we'll interrupt the prayer at 12.30 and switch on the cameras for those who are stuck at work and can't join us. At least to give you a glimpse. Then at 2 o'clock, prayer will resume. 
Then at five, we'll switch on the cameras again for those. I don't know where, I will, where they will be stuck this time. <laughs> so you can choose to be unstuck. Amen. When Jacob, when Isaac was blessing Jacob, he thought he was blessing Esau. In his head, in his heart, in his mind, with his words, he was blessing his son, Esau. That's what Isaac was doing. All he thought he was doing. The only problem is the person in the room was a different person. The blessing didn't go to the person for whom it was intended. It went to the person who was in the room, even though he was lying. He was saying, I'm, I'm Esau. He said, even for, he even asked him, are, are, you, are you Esau, my son? He said, I am Esau, your son, my father. I have brought the thing you asked for. So the man prayed for Esau. He blessed Esau. But alas, it was Jacob. And it is Jacob who took the blessing. I think God wants to usher us into a dimension of life that is not as difficult as you have been experiencing. Where things don't have to be a hassle every single day. That's tough for unbelievers. But for you to get that, you have to trust God. So again, I'm going to repeat Pastor B3's words. Maybe you need to take some time off work this week. Some of you are your own bosses. You are the CEO. You know it. I'm also the CEO, by the way, of, of my companies. I've canceled everything this week. There is nothing else happening. Apart from what? Prayer. At least that's what I've chosen to do. My clients can wait one week. Amen. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for joining us online. Those who have joined us online, log on again at 12.30 p.m. or a little earlier and at 5 p.m. And uh, behold, we are going to start what? Praying. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for this powerful word about uncommon things. We thank you that you have given us an opportunity to, for an uncommon week of spiritual dimensions that we have not tapped into yet. We are going to tap into them this week. Certain anointings that we have not tapped into yet, we are going to tap into them this week. Certain miracles that we have not witnessed yet, we are going to tap them into, into them this week certain supernatural financial provision that we have never ever imagined we are going to tap into it this week certain advances in ministry in our missional communities in our cohorts in our zones in our locations in our clusters in this movement where it is inexplicable unexplainable we are going to tap into it this week None shall be feeble, none shall be small, none shall be stuck because you are here. 
you are with us. We receive you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, may this be your week. May this be Holy Spirit week. And may you do as you desire in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you so much. Those who need to go to work, we bless you. Uh, may God bless you. May God make your hands strong. And, and may he give you access to heavenly things. And they, may they manifest where you are. Amen. Those who are staying, may God bless you as we continue in prayer. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Thank you. Thank you so much.